What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am the Slow Chemical. This is your Wednesday show, episode 166. And I am super excited to talk about Peacemaker episodes one through three. We're not going to give a play-by-play by everything. I might need to... She's in a position. Is my hair a little creaking. I got some new silk sheets and... Um, I don't know. Still getting used to them. Anyways, so... I decided to do all three episodes because it just made no sense in waiting. Because when you look at the schedule for everything, Peacemaker has eight episodes. And I, and there was a rumor going around last week that the Batman may be getting delayed. So I was like, I actually had this dope plan to do an episode the week before the Batman drops where I was going to compare Batman 89 to The Dark Knight. And I wrote these notes down. I just literally recently watched both of those movies over again it's the first time i've seen batman 89 and oh it's been many 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 years since i've watched it and i don't know what maybe you had the idea i just did right because this movie is i want to say this movie and dr strange and the multiverse of madness are the two most hyped movies like even if you're excited to see guardians of the galaxy 3 or Whatever other movies are coming out, Aquaman, I don't think the hype around those movies are what this is. Because, in my opinion, we know Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be, like, the ending of that particular story. So, I'm assuming, especially since Batiste has been pretty open about not wanting to do uh, Drax anymore because it's shirtless scenes and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm assuming that we're only, only going to see these guys in sporadic appearances. Like, we know they're going to be in Thor 11 Thunder. And even that movie doesn't have the hype around it right now that these other two movies do. And even after these movies, because I just feel like these movies, um, Batman and uh, Doctor Strange. First of all, we know the strange amount of rumors that's happening with Doctor Strange. Like right now, they're in reshoot mode, and apparently they're reshooting, but they're re- but they're doing. It's not even reshoots. What it sounds like the rumors are is that. It's just shooting a bunch of stuff with new people. Like reportedly now, John Cranston has been, uh, I guess he's of the office fame. I've never seen a second of it, so sue me. Um, but he has been the one that fans have casted for, essentially for a long time. Anytime you look at fan art of who's going to play Mr. Fantastic, it's been this guy, right? And I'm sure I said his last name wrong, so I apologize for that. Anyways, it sounds like these reshoots are more about adding a bunch of different people into these cameo spots because apparently it's just going to be all over the place which sounds absolutely fantastic whether it's tom cruise playing a variant of iron man uh ben affleck reporting uh coming back as daredevil uh, uh what's his name patrick stewart coming back as uh professor xavier ian kellen mckellen coming back as fucking magneto it sounds like it's more of just new shoots but they're calling it reshoots but it's going to be scenes where it's like, hey, this is what we're doing as a cameo, blah, blah, blah. But the, the, I thought like these two movies just have so much hype around them. I want to do something special for these movies, right? And remember, at the end of last year, I said the matches of the month this year were going to be significant because I was going to change them. I said I was going to split. So it's going to be like six months of the year is going to be matches of the month. Other six months, we're going to go to a deep dive of comic books. So because what ended up happening was I recorded... The match of the month for March, leading into WrestleMania, which will be something I'll get into later. But then I realized, oh my God, that WrestleMania has so many different strings 
attached to it and stories that are just different. I want to do the first three months of matches a month, essentially being wrestling or four months technically, because I already did matches a month for this for this month in January. But the first four months will be matches. But as we get into April, that will then change. Or excuse me, three months. No, it'll be four months. And then as we, as we get into May, excuse me, it will change. I will then focus heavily on the comic books. I might do the next four months, like I might dig into a certain story. And I already know the story I'm going to dig into with Doctor Strange. I already have that. I'm probably going to, even going to record that early. Anyways, um, and even when all this is happening, I'm like, you know what? Let's just knock a lot of this stuff out because it's not going to be in order. And now we know official, I, the first trailer for Moon Knight just came out. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about, about that in a second. That's March 30th. So I'm sitting there like, holy crap, on the cracker, Batman. We got a lot of stuff to cover this year, right? And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, cool. And just to, to be honest, when I make the move that I'm going to make, wherever I'm going to move, um, I will probably take a hiatus from the show. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you guys won't get new shows. I might just record a bunch of shows and put this stuff out there. We'll see how I figure out when that time comes. But anyways... Um, so like, there's so much going on. So even with more Morbius being canceled, uh, pushed back, there's so much going on. So you know what? Let's just hit these first three episodes. But what we're gonna talk about first is the Moon Knight trailer. I've only seen it once. It looks amazing. It looks like a head trip into the mind of um, a, a mentally ill person, and the suit is on level badass. You know, first of all. Second of all, um, I'm I'm gonna really need to watch it more times to dig or dig deep into it but i wanted to mention it and acknowledge it here because i did just see it um because i very i'm not really into football anymore but i decided to watch the rams uh, arizona game just because I, I i was doing homework that's why and so i said you know let me watch this while this is going on got f my tesco's it <laughs> and um and yeah and then it, then it was exclusive trailer so to me i think i and once again you guys know these actors better than i do i i don't know who this Isaac Oscar guy is. I've been told he's a great actor, a great fit for the role. Um, then we have Ethan Hawke playing a Christian cult leader who apparently, from from first, get, the only gather I have from this guy is he he reminds me of Shadow Knight, even though I haven't seen him in his in his thing. It, he just it just looks like he will be Shadow Knight. If you know anything about the Moon Knight lore, there you go. But I need to watch more of it. We already knew he was gonna be the villain in this 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 show. And we actually don't know how... Do we know how many episodes is going to be of Moon Knight? Because I haven't read anything yet about it. I mean, I just, the only thing I've read is that Batman and Doctor Strange are going to be apparently close to three hours of movie, which some people don't like. Look here. My dick is hard for both of that. <laughs> um, so I'm all for it, you know. Anyways, so my first impressions of it is it looks like a freaking head trip, and it looks like it's going to... It looks like this thing is not going to be in chronological order. I don't know why I get that. I just feel like we're going to see Moon Knight a lot sooner in this show than we're expecting to see. And I think it's going to be so out of order because of how he is. You know what it reminds me of? I watched the first season of Doctor... Uh, is it, is it, no, it was Mr. Robot. With the guy who was just the last villain in the last Bond film with uh, Daniel Craig. I don't know his real name, though. Um, matter of fact, let's... I don't know why. I find it funny how like, I'm constantly trying to be like, let's be professional and, you know, not do that on air. And it's like, ah, oh, whatever the fuck, who cares? Um, was it iRobot? Or Mr. Robot? It's Mr. Robot. And the guy's name is Rami Malik. Um, 
if you ever if you watch season one of it, and I have not gotten past season one because I just don't care anymore. I don't know what threw me off. I, I don't know what to, I to this day. I don't know what turned me off about that. But I remember watching season one, and it's a very it's a very fascinating show. It threw me off several times. I was super confused, but still intrigued. It wasn't like it gave me a bunch of questions, then didn't answer answer. Literally, in the last episode of the season one, it answers every fucking question. But I'm just sitting there like, I don't want to watch this shit no more. I don't know why. I, 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 the only thing I can think of is I was in the middle of writing Messina, which graphic novel Messina is out now. Please pick it up. I do think people have already bought it during pre-order and left reviews during pre-order. I'm going to do a more heavy, uh, more of a heavy push this Wednesday. And, well, t- as you guys hear this, um, I got, we're, we're putting together a sound, uh, not soundtrack, but a, a, a theme song for the character of Snake Root. For those of you who have read it, um, you know who that is. For those of you who haven't read it, pick it up. You'll know who it is. Um, and we're going to put that out on Wednesday. Um, there's a little promo video on Instagram. Anyways, um, I think I was, I think because I was so in the middle of writing that. Because if you you guys don't know this, but when I first started writing the the Messina comic, it was at the end of 2019, and so then the entire world went to crap, and then all of a sudden it just got pushed back, got pushed back, and then by the time I really started, technically issue one was done in 2020, like it was done in August 2020, but then I had no real revenue stream coming in because there was no comic cons there was no music shows happening people like travis scott who have a huge much much of a bigger following than i do were doing like i i ppvs for shows and stuff which is excellent and i know some people who who have done those and asked me to be a part of it i just at the time there were so many restrictions i and i also just didn't know if i should be traveling or not i just didn't know it um but anyway, so issue one was done in, actually no, issue one was done in July of 2020. And so then next thing you know, the plan was for it to actually drop in in September. And then I was going to be done with the story by like summertime of 2021. But then everything got pushed back. And the next thing you know, I say, you know what? I'm dropping issue one January 1st. We're going to kick in the gear after that. And that's what we did. So I was so focused on writing and getting the rewrites and the panels that I just, I think I lost all interest because I was so focused on that. And for me, yeah, I can watch movies and stuff, but like to focus on a TV series, whether it's, whether it's multiple episodes and a lot of stuff you have to pay attention to. Like, and I robot or Mr. Robot, he used to focus on like, literally there's something different each episode. And I was like, man, this is, I know I'm not lost, you know, but but then I realized, oh, I wasn't lost. It was just the way it was happening. I get I get that feeling from Moon Knight is that because of his mindset and his mentality, he's going to take us all throughout this journey. It's kind of like the telltale heart from Edgar Allan Poe. The, the brain is telling him one thing and showing us another thing. And then by the time his brain gets right, if his brain ever gets right, if you ever read a Moon Knight comic, there you go. Then it's like, whoa, whoa, you know, this is not right. If that makes any sense. So that's my first reaction to it. I'll have more of a reaction next week when I've watched it several times over. We'll talk about that before we get to Peacemaker episode four. But either way, exciting stuff is happening. So let's get to Peacemaker. First of all, the opening credits are ignorant and ridiculous. And I can see, I, I read some reviews just because I was curious to see what people thought. Because 
and one of the one thing that I got out of the reviews was this character wasn't as dark as he was in Suicide Squad. And the one thing that I think Cena had said in his promo tour was how you get to you get to he humanizes Peacemaker, which if you watch any of James Gunn's stuff, he does that to everybody. You know, he humanizes these characters, you know, like to me. Ego is just an asshole, period, bottom line, very selfish. However, when you hear his story, you're like, wow, like, I can only be, I can, I, I can only imagine being alive for as long as he is. You can't die, but you're alone. And then you, you hear that he had to kill his, you had, he had to kill her, otherwise he would have gone to Earth and stayed there. Like, that's some deep stuff. You're still an asshole, though, you know? Um, so to me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I know a lot of people have been, um, supposedly the rumor is that James Gunn's next project is obviously Guardians of the Galaxy is finishing up there, but then he's going to be back with DC doing a TV show that is still unnamed. I, I Jonathan Nestor said this too, and I wondered this as well. I was like, I wonder what he saw in Peacemaker, though, to start his version of the DC, whatever this is going to be, because I don't know if he's building a universe or what. Well, first of all, he's clearly building, building a universe, right? But we don't know if it's going to be a TV show or whatever. We don't know if the Batman is going to be canon to any of this stuff. Like, we don't know this. And it's because I guarantee you Warner Brothers does not know this. So it's like one of those situations where I think you have to take these pieces for what they are. So even if the Flash reboots everything, right? Is it really rebooting everything when I want to say, I think Aquaman had, the first Aquaman had one mention of you helped kill Steppenwolf and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's already kind of separated as it is. So I would just, as a fan, tell another fan to take this one piece at a time and not think of it as a connected world yet. Um, I'm pretty sure that depending on the success of the Batman, and I would have to imagine this, unless this movie is fucking terrible, like, and what I mean terrible, it would have to be Justice League, Josh Whedon verse version of it. Terrible for it to flop this movie's gonna make a billion dollars i just don't see any way it doesn't make a billion dollars you know like i said unless it's a truly a piece of crap now i did read a rumor and i love talking about this stuff when i when I start thinking about it. that's why i'm like i have notes in front of me but i have not gotten to any of them yet because obviously we haven't gotten a peacemaker yet i read i read a note that, that if it's true it's gonna fucking annoy me that the real villain of the batman is the joker if that's the truth oh Fuck that movie. And fuck anyone who likes it. Seriously. Like, I'm just over the Joker, dude. Batman has the greatest rogues gallery, along with Spider-Man, in the history of comic books. Those two rogues galleries, are they fit who those characters are. They are, the, they are the yin to the yang. You can use a number of those villains and not miss a beat. Anyways, I just don't see that movie failing. So I'm, I'm assuming we're going to get a lot more announcements once that movie passes a billion dollars. And, and it could be very well be that first month. And now I know everyone's scared of this new Omicron and things have gone up and you're hearing different information every day. I don't think that that virus, version of the virus, is going to deter anyone from going to see that movie. I just... If it didn't deter you from seeing fucking Spider-Man, it's not going to deter you from seeing fucking Batman. It's just not. 
So anyways, the point is, we need to take this one piece at a time. So the opening segment, opening credits, is fucking in there. And then the opening minute and a half, where he, where uh, Peacemaker is talking to the janitor, is the greatest way to set this, to set this thing off. And I love how James Gunn does not ignore the racial tones of Peacemaker. Like, if you don't know anything about Peacemaker, and this is why another reason why I decided to do this all three together, I don't really know what to look for, because Peacemaker never really had much of a... Um, uh, uh, he never had much of a standing by himself. Like, I know a Peacemaker because I know how, how how racist he was, only killing black people. Like, that was a thing in the comic books, believe it or not. And you should believe it because it was back in the day. Um, now, I don't know if anyone, would, I mean, with the woke crowd, I don't know if anyone would actually put up with the, put, put up with it, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. But I loved how the first thing he says, oh, Peacemaker, you're the racist one. And then John Cena says one of the greatest lines ever. And I text Jonathan Esther. He's like, I'll trust white people less. I said, John, we already do. <laughs> um, but no, like, seriously, I love how that is just, it's not ignored. And my, I, I said this, to, I said this to, to several people, but mainly John I said, I said, someone needs to take the pen away from James Gunn. He's having way too much fun with this. Like, it's like, to me, this show is what he wants Guardians of the Galaxy to be if he could be if it could be rated R. The cursing, the nudity, it's just fun. John Cena plays his character really well. And I said this before and I'll say it again. James Gunn should be the only one allowed to hire uh, wrestlers as actors. He knows what roles they need to play. And so this is clearly the heel that John Cena has wanted to play his entire career since he became a megastar. But to me, this is a good one. It picks up five months later. He's only had a broken clavicle, which he's very lucky. I didn't even think of about this, but then when they come back to make him work, I'm doing air quotes again, for uh, Amanda Waller and Murs and uh, uh, whatever his name is, they, they remind him he still has the chip in his head that can explode. Completely forgot about that. Because once again... This show actually doesn't bring up, it, it, it talks about Suicide Squad, but we don't know where Bloodsport and the rest of those t- team members are. So essentially, we're just kind of sitting there like, oh, I forgot about that. Why haven't they killed those guys, Jeff? They, if this, the, the bomb is still in there. I would have to assume by the end of episode eight, that bomb is going to be taken out of Peacemaker's head. I just don't, I, I, I just don't see that being a thing that's going to hold him down for much longer, especially when he's already frustrated and... He knows he's being played, and now we also know that uh, Ayabayo is the daughter of Amanda, of Amanda Waller, which I didn't see that coming. Like I could tell she was going to be like, a, like kind of the heart of the piece, um, but I didn't see it coming. And because Amanda Waller does make a, a brief cameo in episode one, which I think you couldn't ignore that, right? Like you have everyone there on different missions. Peacemaker is just in the middle of it being used, but you have Peacemaker being used. You have hardcore and, and the other the other two die beard and the rest of them on their own mission to get project butterfly but then you have abayo on her own mission which whenever whenever that gets exposed that's gonna be very interesting to see how the team goes um i i love how uh peacemaker couldn't pay for his cab after he snuck out so he had to give his helmet up and then you find out that his father the white rabbit the rail racist of the show uh, and clearly gonna be one of the the villains of the show um has all these helmets that are just being made and uh he's it's, it's amazing how hey you can't help who you were born to i don't get the racist vibes from peacemaker his dad is definitely racist he says that you can use this to kill blacks and hispanics or whatever he, he doesn't make no shit 
I'm all here for, by the way. Make sure. Okay, cool. So, um, I can see why people won't like this because he's he, he's already a peacemaker, already lovable. He's already just one of those. You, you could tell he's being used. And you're like, man, as a viewer, you, you're kind of sitting back like, man, like, damn, like. I feel bad for him now. Like, even though he's so douchey, even though he's, you could tell he wants, and, and I think Murph says it. He says, hey, he, he wants to belong. He does. Like, when he's <laughs> talking to Abayu and he says, hey, do, you know, the, 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 I'm fucking, she comes multiple times. He's like, you, she's like, you don't have to bring it up. He's like, yeah, you're right. My bad. I'll try to bring it up in conversation. Like, you could tell he wants legitimate friends, you know, and Vigilante wants to be his friend. But it's like, it's like one of those things where, like, you want friends, but you don't want that person to be your friend. And it's just kind of fucking hilarious. So, um, I definitely enjoyed episode one was really just giving you the look at who this guy is, who he really is. Like the front he was putting on in the Suicide Squad is actually not him, and the front you and and what you see now is with his dad just knocking him. He can't get his dad's approval. How his dad says, "I can't believe you came out of my sperm." When he realizes that the blood sport was the one that shot him, and like he's just so um. He is just so, so broken on the inside. And that's why he looks to belong, because no one, he's never felt like he belonged anywhere. Um, so that was definitely, definitely cool. Uh, he's definitely a meathead. He's dumb in that way. Um, but we still don't know what Project Butterfly is until the, at the end of the third episode. All we know is he bangs this chick, and all of a sudden she just turns and tries to kill him. And then she's some kind of mutant or whatever. And it's just like, whoa, what the hell is this? And the only reason he gets a killer is because he puts the helmet on. It's this uh, sonic boom because he gets, he gets a sonic boom um, helmet from his dad. So it says, activate sonic boom and it just turns her into mush. I love how Eagly is a part of this whole thing as well. Eagly is just around, you know. Um, so then we go to episode two. It picks up moments after episode one where he's trying to escape the cops now. and Because apparently these cops don't, no one knows he's been broken out of jail. And so now you're sitting back like, holy crap, on a cracker, what's what's about to happen here? Because no one knows, very few people know. His dad is then framed by Diebeard to take the fall for what happened at uh, the apartment that he had to kill that lady at. So I'm like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, and back to episode one, there's two people that he ends up, like, essentially kidnapping. And, like, one, <laughs> it's a couple. And so it's clear that the couple uh, has serious problems and so the woman is in the peacemaker he's into her and i love how and hardcore, hardcore is pretty right she's a clearly what you should be into if you're american i'm doing air quotes again but the one he's banging is not the one you would expect to be like down for the cause but she is then you see them smoking weed and everything it, it's hilarious episode two focuses mainly on the vigilante and peacemaker's relationship and how they met and you, you really see that vigilante is a fucking uh sociopath he's fucking crazy um and so it's one of those situations where you can tell peacemaker and him balance each other out very much so and so anyways oh yeah but also in episode one you see that there's a waiter who's super excited that peacemaker's back and he's the brother of some of uh, some friend it's revealed in episode three that that guy who was dancing is actually vigilante um anyways back to episode two so now you're picking up right after that so they get away um and then they realize holy crap you brought the dossier to the house and she read it so now she knows that you're supposed to kill her right but she he doesn't know what project butterfly is so he doesn't realize what this is yet and he still doesn't know 
And so in episode two, you see that he that something he because he took a bunch of stuff from her place, a bunch of records and this canister or this thing that turns out to be a little spaceship or whatever it is. Really weird stuff. Well, anyways, it doesn't help that Murs doesn't tell him what Project Firefly is, which he's really worried about. He's like, hey, I need to know what this is. He's like, no, you don't. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So anyways, we end up seeing how crazy Vigilante is. He's 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 a, he's a true killer because Peacemaker, even though he says I'll kill men, women, children, like he has to have a reason to kill. He has to know his he has to know his mission, essentially, in order to be the weapon they need him to be. And to me, that makes perfect sense. Because this guy is not a sociopath. He's, hey, I'll do it. Tell me why I'm doing it, though. I don't just want to do it and be like, oh, what if that person's not it? You know, if that makes any sense. So it's about how he has to kill a senator and everything like that. We get to that in episode three. But the point of episode two is you're just learning more and more about this mythos and these characters that have been introduced. And, and I, I, I think the one thing I will say that I love about the first three episodes I didn't get the, the 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 filler vibe at all. As a matter of fact, that was probably one of my knocks on WandaVision. And I get it was supposed to be a slow burn, but when you have episodes that are half an hour, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't get me wrong, I'm old enough to know that we used to have 22 minute episodes of Seinfeld, of TGI Fry. I understand that. But when you've been conditioned to be like, all right, these are three hour long movies, to get 20 minutes of your favorite action heroes or, or your or Marvel heroes is kind of like, yeah, just just suck it, dude. I'm over it. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the greedy side of me. But I didn't, get the, I didn't get the filler vibe at all. Like each, and, and honestly, I could watch all three episodes again. Like to me, the replay value for Loki and WandaVision isn't there. I have no interest in rewatching those shows. I could rewatch Captain America and Winter Soldier and I could rewatch Hawkeye as well um but i got major replay ability from both of these from all three of these episodes excuse me so we had an episode three and now vigilante just makes it known hey i don't trust these people and you know whatever blah 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 turns out he's one of the most wanted people on earth which makes sense because he sounds because dude he, he sounds like a fucking maniac and he we find out he is a maniac so anyways, we get to the, we finally get to the mission where they're supposed to kill a senator so now you see that these people pull up and they just look happy and they're a family and everything. And then they walk into the house and when they're out of sight, out of mind, they're fucking drones. And it's really fucking freaky. And it's like, what the hell is this? So then all of a sudden they come back out and then they start eating. And it's like they have these their tongues stick out. So it's like it's like these butterflies take over their mind, body and soul. But they, when they have to feed, they have to feed. But they know when to cut it, up, cut it on and cut it off. It's like they have full control over them to live their lives. But the security guard they have, one of them, he knows nothing about it. He's just a paid security guard off the off the books. Then there's that little green guy. I can't remember what his name was, but he kicked all sorts of ass. Anyways, um, when Peacemaker cannot take the shot when they're at the dinner table, Vigilante kills three of the four. He ends up, they end up getting their ass kicked. Then they get kidnapped. And now... It's like one of those situations where they've kind of been out of like, what do you know about us? And so then the senator tells the green guy, a little short green guy, Asian, hey, go to the tunnel and tell them what happened. So now it's like, holy crap. He doesn't get there because Diabere ends up killing him. But it's one of those situations. Well, we don't know if he's dead yet, actually, because uh, he's celebrating it. But maybe he just 
knocked him unconscious. I don't know if he's dead. I, 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 we said, I don't think he's dead. If I had to give my opinion, he's not dead. Anyways, you're sitting here, you're seeing, first of all, it's hilarious when uh, the guy, the senator, is torturing Vigilante, and he cuts off half of his pinky toe or whatever, and he's like threatening fucking uh, Peacemaker. He's like, I can tell you care about this one. I'm going to torture him. He's like, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> it just, it's just hilarious. Also, the really funny part of the third episode is when they're talking, and he's like, yeah, Facebook just lasts me for no reason, right? And it's just so funny how... These are these are not like long step jokes. These are just perfectly timed because it just fits the person he is and how out of touch he really is and how he would believe anything because he wants to belong. Same way he said Aquaman fucks fish because Pepe eighty nine on Twitter says so. Like it's just so hilarious how he falls into false information. Anyways, by the end of this thing, um there's an explosion, then when they're trying to save this guy, and like, there's this big green goop of a shell up that separate the basement from the upstairs that blows up and blows Murs away, and it still isn't fully open, but Peacemaker ends up, because of the explosion, Peacemaker ends up setting himself free, they end up killing the senator, and then all of a sudden, the senator, when you think he's dead, this butterfly comes out of his mouth or brain or whatever it is, and just like, it's just sitting there, and Cena's last line, or Peacemaker's last line is, okay, project butterfly and so you realize then like all right these are like alien type things and then you see on in, in, the, in the truck the satellite picks up so many across the globe and it's like holy fuck on the fuck platter like I, I don't know where this is going um i'm excited to see um the last five episodes um i'm glad they did drop three episodes and they were very lengthy i think all of them were at least 40 minutes so i felt like to me, it felt better doing that because if you think about the, the time lengths for TV shows now, it's about 40 to 42 minutes in this 18 minutes of preview um, commercials. So to me, I appreciate that. But to me, I didn't get any filler from this at all. It could have been, it could have been strictly filler the first three episodes. You know that? Yeah, we didn't know what Project Butterfly was until we still don't know what it is though either. You know, there's still so many questions left, and obviously we're nowhere near the end. But I'm looking forward to watching these last five episodes, and so. That's why I just felt better doing this now and saying, you know what? Why prolong this? It doesn't make any sense. So, anyways, that is your Wednesday show for this week. I am super excited uh, for you guys to hear this. I'm also, once again, programming note July. July. I'm fast forwarding us. January 31st, we will not be a wrestling show. It will be an interview with uh, the lovely Cobra. It is one of the best interviews I've ever done. Please check it out. Do not ignore that episode. I will be, I will record when I'm out of town for work. I will definitely uh, record the show when I'm out of town. I'm watching the full show. I'm super excited about the Monday show. Um, I'm going to record the full Royal, Royal Rumble review, every match, every in, including the Royal Rumble. I will probably put that in the feed Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, either way. Bottom line, I'm going to. It will be that. It will be that. You'll still get it. You won't have to wait a week for it. It just on that Monday, I won't have my stuff with me to upload the show. So I'm gonna already. I, matter of fact, I might do when I upload this show. Just upload that interview as well. So either way, you're getting the Monday show. It will not be ignored. So um, I will talk to you guys next week, um, where we talk about pro wrestling. As a matter of fact, I'm probably gonna do some more content, this extra content this week, because I dig a lot of people asking me questions like, what's Black Saturday? 
which I spoke about. So I'm actually going to do some research and get some factual stuff down. And then after that, I you might get something. Matter of fact, no, you will get some extra content this week. So look forward to that. That'll be episode 167. Um, and that's it, man. Y'all enjoy and have a great week.